This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Johnny the Beat Man, and we got you for a three-hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is the telephone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's how... You can watch this show and all the shows here at ESPN 1000 brought to you by Connie's Pizza. It is a Deal Breakers Thursday. We'll have that for you at 835. You never know what you're going to hear for Deal Breakers. We'll get to that uh, in our next hour. But, Cap, you know, it's something to be said about friends and friendship, right? You can be able to, to learn from your friends. It could be from childhood. It could be someone that you have at the job. You say, you know what, this is my friend. And if my friend calls me and... Um, and this friend needs me, I'll be there for them. You know, it could be for money. It could be trying to help somebody. But friendship, you know, I think um, it's great to have someone that you say, you know, you're my friend. But sometimes friendship can test its limits, right? Friendship can test your limits. Mm-hmm. You call me in the middle of the night. You're more than a friend. Mm-hmm. You are, like, we're, we're joined at the hip, man. Yes. You call me in the middle of the night, I'm in trouble. Yellow. I beat it. Yellow. Yellow. Well, you're still up. It's 2 in the morning. <laughs> nope. That's how I was raised to answer the vote. Don't answer. Yellow. Mm-hmm. What do you need, hoodie? You're in trouble? I'll be there. Bam. Gone. Mm-hmm. You asked me to help you shovel driveways. Uh, I'll give. Here's How much do you need? Pay the plow guy. Yeah. I'm not shoveling. <laughs> I'm not carrying stuff up three flights of stairs for you. Mm-hmm. I ain't helping you move. Yes. I'll get you a moving company. I do well. I can I can pay for that. I'll pay for it. Sure. I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. No, no shot. But it, it, it depends, right? So I will tell you. Now, Shay, we need to get into this a little bit about friendship because it's one thing to say, that's my homie. That's my that's my friend. I, you know, that's my ride or die. I'll do anything to help my friend. But again, friendship can test its limits. Now, could you tell us your story about friendship or someone that you know? Well, we have somebody new starting here at the station uh, next week. And I'm, I know this person in real life. I know this person outside of work a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I reached out. They're moving to the city. I reached out and I said, hey, uh, you need help moving this weekend. I can you know, give you a hand if you need it. Because I think that's the nice thing to do. If you know one of your friends is moving, you reach out and ask if they want help. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And I, I, honest to God, Hoodie, in the interim between me sending the text and waiting for the response, yes or no, I was sweating so bad because I just wanted this person to say no. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I but think he, you, he asked anyway, though. He, but you asked anyway. Yeah, but I really don't think he did ask. I think you're disingenuous and you're foolish. He's just a be honest. Go, hey, man, 
Do you need me to give you names of moving companies? I could see if anyone at the station can help. Maybe there's an intern rolling around that wants to make a couple bucks, help you move. <laughs> rolling around. You know what I mean. Upstairs on the rug. <laughs> Doing know. nothing but getting static electricity up in the building. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be the guy that goes, Shay, you need me to help you move this weekend? That'd be great. Damn it! I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to... I'm not moving. Well, no, I would. It's not that I would have been like terribly unhappy to help somebody move, but Cap, nobody wants to help somebody move, right? And friends should not ask friends to help them move. Well, okay. So in my situation, I wasn't asked, but this was something yesterday that I saw go nuts on Twitter, where people were saying it's inappropriate. So I thought of it because I asked my friend if he needed help moving, and he said no, and I was very thankful because he hired movers and that's the smart thing that adults should do Mm -hmm. but it went viral yesterday somebody said and people agreed widely it's wrong to help your to ask your friends to help you move it is wrong is it wrong yes now if you're 21 years old and you're moving from your college apartment into your first nobody has the money to go get a mover back i get that Mm -hmm. and you don't have a house full of possessions this dude's moving his life from where? Houston? Correct. From Houston here. Mm-hmm. That's a different type of deal. But at 21, Hoodie and I go to college together. Yeah. And now we're both moving into, we're going to get in a park. Dude, I'll help you move. You help me. Whatever the case may be. At this age? At this no age, shot. At this age, no. Not happening. It. No, but I mean, if I'm helping you move, Cap, okay, you're going from one dorm to another or you're going from the dorm to an apartment. Okay, you know, it's a good six-pack or 12-pack in there for you. Right. You know, like, that's fine. Because we're all in it together. And we're kids. That's so, the so, point. So that's, that's fine, right? I did have my friend, Richard, uh, help me move when I moved into our apartment in South Shore. Now... There, he didn't say anything, but you could see the resentment in his eyes. So with each yeah, box, with each box cap, with each bin, you could see the resentment in his eyes. And Johnny, you know Richard Deal, so like, like so, he, he you could see where he's like, man, after the se- seventh or eighth trip with that box, he had to be saying, oh God, how did I get myself into this thing? Well, I did ask him because it, it helped and it was cheaper. And was uh, did he have to go upstairs or was there an elevator? It was uh, yeah through the uh, through the doors downstairs. So it's it's go a box and then you go downstairs, box and then downstairs. It just got uh, it was a lot, but he did it for me as a friend. He didn't have to, but he did. But I think at this age, definitely, it's like okay, how much how much do you need? Right, Can't do it. I'll do that. I'll help you that. And by the way, that is your uh, that is your housewarming gift. Me helping you move. Right. That's it. No blender, right. nothing else like that. Here's, right? here's a check. Yeah. I, I paid for your moving. <laughs> right? <laughs> and now, don't, come, don't circle back around for a housewarming gift because I just gave you the money. It's all good. Now, now, again, the question is, is it wrong to ask your friends to help you move? Okay, but what if you're in dire straits financially, Cap? Like, we just paint a scenario that if we're younger and we don't have, you know, a moving company that we can afford, that's a tough spot. I made $4,200 a year the, for each year, the first four years out of college, coaching. $4,200. And then I would sell beer on the side to make a little extra money. Yeah. And no money. So mm-hmm. I can't get a... That sounds good. God. I can't afford a moving company. Mm-hmm. So whether it was my brother or whoever it was helping me. Now, I didn't have a lot of possessions. My stereo system... You know, a mattress. There's not a lot there. No. It's different. Yes. But today, 
Hey, man, hoodie. Mindy and I are moving. We sold the house. We're downside. Can you help us move? Can't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one asked you, Singletary. We wouldn't ask you to move. You're old. No, you're not going to help. Is your age really that big a factor in this? Like, I'm 28. Uh, is it okay if I ask my friends to help me move at 28? I guess it's different at 28. That's an old 28. Hoodies, you're 50. All right, no, let's yeah. be reasonable. No, no, I'm talking about Shay Norling. Oh, yeah. That's not just 28. Correct. That's some hard living from Michigan. That is. So, you know, multiply two. So, it's older than you. But like, I'm going to die soon. I'm 56. <laughs> it's the same concept as my partner being a good person, because he is, and he goes out and tries to help four elderly neighbors. I'll shovel the driveway for you. I'll get the sidewalks. Oh, God, my back went out. It's the yeah. same concept. I understand. I understand. But I was trying to help. Those old people can't get it done. Correct. But they're old enough that they should have some money stowed away that they need to move. They can afford some movers. Correct. Or their own family members if they want to. Correct. Now, here's, a, now here's the conundrum with this. Okay, so when we say, is it wrong to ask your friends to, to help you move? Friends and family, is that different? We ask your family to help you move. Younger, like you're, we're, we're older people, you and I. And so if we ask younger people. Okay, so if I said to... Alex. Alex Kaplan. My kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my boys. Yeah. Nick, Alex, Garrett, Brett. Eh, no, I wouldn't have a problem asking my kids. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to do? Sit on a lawn chair and just direct things? Yes. Yeah, get that box. Yes. Yes, you would. Then I'd have to still be involved. Well, you're directing them. You're coaching them. Yep, correct. While you're putting your bets in. Right. You, and and you, you bring them over so you don't have to have, do the heavy lifting, quite frankly. Those are healthy boys that can be able to get, a, get the job done. Correct. But, I, no, I get a moving company. Like, I call my, here my friend just tweeted at me. I call Advanced Moving and Storage. That's who we used. That's there fine. There you go. Everybody doesn't ding, have, ding, ding. That's fine, but everybody does not have that luxury. Correct. I get that. Mm-hmm. But in this room, like... If we hired Shay from we hired Shay from down the street. Yes. If we hired Shay from Detroit, I think our company would help them with the move. But if they didn't, I would have no problem saying, "Okay, you're going to be the executive producer of our show." Mm-hmm. Hoodie, his move is whatever the number is, thousand dollars. Yeah. Here's five hundred. There's five hundred from you. Shay. Yeah, I got Get it. yourself a mover and get your stuff down yeah, here. That's that's how you do it. That's how we do. It. But I wouldn't drive to Detroit or be waiting here to unload well, his truck. That would be absurd. No, but I will say, like when I did move here from Detroit, we drove the U-Haul over and we had my parents with us, and we all kind of thought we'll just unload the truck and move in ourselves. We moved into a third floor walk up. We got Oof. about two trips in moving stuff up into the apartment before we just said. We're going to split the cost of this. Get movers. This oh. is ridiculous. Those guys were superheroes, man. They lifted my dresser up with all the yeah. drawers in it. One guy just put it on his back and carried it up three floors. What's amazing is is that Shay still has the old box TV, which is even heavier than the dresser. So when, when <laughs> that's such a great segue. And we didn't talk about this. When Mindy and I got married and we bought a house, uh-huh. we move in. And I have one of those old box TVs that weigh oh my God. A, a billion pounds. Oh. And I feel like I'm a pretty strong guy. Yeah. Mm. Me and a buddy got it halfway up, like to the first landing. Mm. There's about 10 more stairs. Mm. No shot we're going any farther because there's no way we're getting it up into the bookshelf where it was going to oh sit. Oh, my God. The credenza. And we dragged it back down. It's sitting by the front door. We get our bed delivered from 
some furniture company. Yeah. And this dude walks in. I'm, what, 5'9"? Mm-hmm. He's maybe 5'10". Mm-hmm. But he's 60 pounds bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And jacked. Jacked. They bring the bed up. They set it up. They drag the mattress up. I tip the guys. I sign the papers. And he's like, what's the TV doing by the front door? I'm like, brother, I got to figure out a way to get that upstairs. He's like, you want me to put it up there for you? Mm -hmm. I said, it's like 300 pounds. It's ridiculous. Not a problem. Dude, he bends over. Yeah. Kind of anchors himself. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you want it? Yeah. And he goes right up the stairs by himself. I'm like, okay, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He's Rocky. He's going up the stairs in Philly. Those movers, I'm telling you what they do is they're heroes. Yes. Shout out to movers everywhere that's listening to the show. There's no doubt about it. And by the way, no, everybody, this is not like the first series of box televisions where there was a handle on the top. No. Where it was handy for you to get it. No. You have to get yourself in a balanced spot and God, you know, God forbid if you have two people you can't. Sometimes that would take three. That's how heavy those TVs were. were. It was insane. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now you get one you just hang it on the wall. Absolutely. Like oh. a piece of art. Oh, the old flat TV. Here we go. Flat screen. Here yeah. we go, pal. Just like, wait a minute now. You know what else, too, is those, like, the 65-inch box TVs that people got back in the early 2000s. They thought it was so great. Yeah. They have this massive screen. Now you just sell that TV with the house. If you ever move out, that thing <laughs> Stay in the basement. Bingo. You're exactly right. So, So, Shay, because we're talking about this, again, we have a new teammate that's coming from ESPN Houston that's going to be working here at ESPN Chicago. Well, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. So we want to ask this question to you. Is it wrong to ask your friends to help you move? That's the simple question because Shay has been attacked by this. He's been talking to me. People have been coming at him about this. We want to ask you, and this uh, you make the call, is it wrong to ask your friends to help you move? Has this happened to you? Um, so let's talk about it. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7. You make the call. Harry. That's why I see Shot. No shot. With Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Time for a shot or no shot right here on Chicago's Home for Sports brought to you by. Here's Shay Norland. Good morning to Shay. That's a fine, by the way. Look at your right side there. The panel. Is it mic on or off, Cap? God. <laughs> Damn it. Good morning, Kaplan. That's a dollar. Bernie'sBookBank.org, please. I was drinking last night. I've got no money. Tell me. <laughs> I don't have any money on me. Cap, all those singles Abdallah gave you. I actually have purchased a gift for his baby. With the cash. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Didn't he tell you not to do that? Cap. Dollar. Go ahead. I don't have any money. All those singles. Those are not for the strip club. They're for burningsbookbank.org. They're at home. See, you can't do that now, man. I got you. I'll take care of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I went out late last night. I understand that. You're out drunk, but still you should have your singles. That's fine. 
All right, here's Shay. Sorry. All right, boys, I want to start with Ted Phillips, who was candid at Kevin Warren's introduction with the Bears. He admitted on-field failures throughout his tenure do nag at him, and he offered an explanation for why. Listen to this. What do you think were the main reasons why? There's a lot. What would you say? Let's see. We've had 45 different quarterbacks, I think, since uh, we won the Super Bowl, so that's probably number one. Shot or no shot, Ted Phillips' legacy will be defined by a failure to get the quarterback right. Wow. Well, wait a second now. I mean, that's that's not on Ted, 100%. That's, he's part of the problem. And are we, yeah, exactly. Are we saying the legacy to the paying customers out there, the viewers, us fans, Sylvie? I mean, are we talking about us or are we talking about internally their legacy when they go, huh, we're worth $5.2 billion and he gets a lot of credit for bringing in tremendous revenue stream. How are we defining legacy? Because if it's among us fans, his legacy will be that they were never able to assemble a consistent winner. Yes. Have we gotten the quarterback situation completely right? No. Have we won enough games? No. Everything else is there? Uh Uh-huh. Well, Mayor Daly, let me just tell you this. You, my friend... Uh, failed in the position. That's what he sounds like. I like to have a side-by-side with Phillips and Daly. I think it would sound the same. Right. Uh, I, Cap, I, I just, I mean, it's up. It's about wins and losses. That's what people care about, wins and losses. Did you win or did you lose? Are you a perennial playoff team or not? And, and Ted failed in that spot. Finance, finances to the side, when it comes down to are you a winning franchise, he was not in his tenure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was not. I would think... That us as fans would look and go, hey, man, great run in terms of business, but I'm a football fan, and you didn't win. Mm-hmm. You didn't get it right on your watch. And I, it, he's right. That will nag at him. Internally, I'm sure the McCaskey family will say, we're worth $5.2 billion now. That's and fine. he had a lot of, gets a lot of credit, deservedly so, for all the good things that he did. But to a football fan? No. John Doe, Mary Doe, whoever it is out there spending money on jerseys, hats, tickets, cheering on their TV, they didn't win. Nope. That's all people care about. I I would say the majority of the people that are Bears fans, that's all they care about. Think about this. You open, back in the day when you always open up a newspaper, and that's all right, Bears, um, Don Pearson, see, what is he saying? Uh, Kelly Quain. All these right <laughs> Wow. Back in the day, you're just reading this stuff, you know. He's see, still alive. See what's in the paper, you know. See, But then you'd get to the business section and you see how much the Bears are worth. Well, you may not even get there. All they cared about is that the Bears win or lose and is the team getting better. That's it. You'd get to the business section. Bears are worth what? Well, they should be spending more money. That's what the old man used to say. Correct. That's what my dad used to say. Correct. Well, look at how much money they're making. Look at Hallis making money hand over fist. Hand over fist. That's the old term. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's the old term. Exactly right. Shay. All right, the Bulls will play in about six hours over in Paris, so I want to ask some Bulls questions. Mm-hmm. Up until now, uh, it's been said they'd be unlikely to make moves at the trade deadline, but now Joe Cowley has said that realistically they could trade some or all of Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. The Athletics' David Aldridge, Aldridge has also put out a Bulls trade. He packaged DeRozan, Alex Caruso, and Patrick Williams in a deal to the Lakers for LeBron James. Shot or no shot? The Bulls should try to pair Zach Levine with LeBron. Hoodie, the look on your face. <laughs> 
Should the Lakers trade LeBron? Yes. Yes, they should. Where are they going with LeBron? Where are they going without him? Okay, they, so they, they should do it because ultimately this is about him passing Kareem in a Laker uniform. That team will not be in contention anytime soon in the West, Cap. Okay, this so is with or without Anthony Davis. Go ahead. You don't remember this because you don't always listen to me, but I called you one night and I said, hey, let's trade for LeBron James. Remember me saying that to you? Uh, well, you sure that was me? Yeah, it was you. Okay. I only have one partner. And the bottom line is he structured his new deal where he can't be traded till after the trade deadline's mm. over. Yeah. So you can't get him. Yeah. But if LeBron got a new opportunity, said, you know what? This isn't working. Let's go. Let's go. Bring him in. Then we get, then we get Bronny. Let's go. You and I saw Bronny. We called the game together. We don't know what Bronny's going to be. Right, like he's a very talented high school player. Yeah, yeah you know that but he's not daddy. Cap, we called the game. Bronny James was the third, maybe fourth most interesting player on the floor. Correct. And that, and and by the way, it's not us bashing a high school kid. We're just talking about when that high school team Sierra Canyon comes in and they've got their own camera crew and boom mic and groupies. It, oh, oh my God! Anyway, there were. 30-year-old women waiting <laughs> so, for these guys. I don't understand. It was unbelievable. I don't understand what we saw there at Wintrust, but I'll just move on. Never um, forget it. So, um, so anyway, uh, we saw him, and you said, okay, my scout's eye says heavy-legged. He has room to grow. Mm-hmm. Can shoot the ball like his dad would involve more of his teammates than getting his own shot. Really beautifully yeah. uh, built basketball IQ. Wow. It's a no shot, though, but you get you that LeBron trade again, Shay. LeBron for whom? Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, and Patrick Williams. DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Patrick. Yeah, I'm not doing that. He's so, 39 years old. What is he, 37 years old? Yes. Well, this is the Tom Brady conversation, isn't it, Shay? Yeah. The, the one off? Yeah, and I, I think people have started to say more recently, though, that LeBron could play till mid 40s. Okay, so when we talk about Tom Brady, we say, which team can he drop into and make a difference right away? Shorter season, obviously. We say Tom Brady to San Francisco if Purdy doesn't work out. Could they get to the Super Bowl and win it? Possibly. LeBron 38. Okay, but it's different in the league for LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. He, is a, he is a marvel at his age. He's still doing, doing what he's doing. But in a tough East, put LeBron in the Bulls. Where are the Bulls? Still got to get past Boston and Milwaukee. So I get past the upper upper echelon teams in the East. Yeah, he do, with what I have to give up, my best defender, Caruso, a 21-year-old kid who, albeit has his moments where he looks good and many moments where we're like, I need more, Patrick Williams, 21. And I'm giving up, who was the third? Vucevic? Vucevic, yeah. How am I winning? Right. We're Lakers East then. Well, right. Where are you going? And we don't even have street clothes on the roster. The, the LeBron stands that are listening are just like, well, what's wrong with LeBron? Nothing wrong with LeBron. It's just that he doesn't want to be in another situation where it's just him. That's what it would be with the Bulls. Nothing against LeBron, but he'd just be by himself. I think we're past the attraction phase with the Bulls. Agreed. You know what we should do? Bring in George Gervin. He'd be attraction. People remember the Iceman with the Spurs. He was good. Bring on the Bulls. He's old. Right. Get him out of there. 
Right. We're not at that <laughs> stage anymore. <laughs> like so. I mean, LeBron on the Bulls trying to beat the Sixers and the Bucks and the Celtics and, the, and Brooklyn? No shot. Shay. I want to stick with the Bulls front office for this next one. The Karnaschovas era has not yet been overly impressive. The trade for DeMar, it's worked for DeMar. It hasn't really worked in terms of winning long-term. Well, moves like the Vooch trade, letting Laurie Markkinen go for essentially nothing, and drafting Patrick Williams over Tyrese Halliburton look ugly early. Shot or no shot? So far, AK has been no better than Garpax. That's a shot. (gasps) That's a shot. How dare you? I'm being honest here. What what have they really, really done? Have they set themselves up for the future? The answer is no. Patrick Williams' development is like key. If and if he doesn't become what we all hope, they're really effed because they don't have their first round pick unless it's top four protected, and I don't think they're going to get there. So what have they really done? Did we not go to the playoffs with Gar Packs and take the first two games in Boston? Yes. And Rondo Danny Zetterman was sitting where Shea is right now. Mm-hmm. He says, you're not going to believe this. Bulls are up 2-0 in the series. Mm-hmm. Coming home. Hoiberg was the coach. You remember this. I do. And Danny's like, hey, I just got a tip. This is off the air. Um, Rajon Rondo broke his finger. He's out for the rest of the season. What? And... Zetterman, he immediately bets the Celtics before the news gets public. Mm -hmm. Tells me by the time we log on at break, it's already, it's out. Yeah. Can't get it. We were up to nothing. That was Gar Pax. This crew in the front office, they hide more than Ryan Pace did. Uh, That is correct. Have you heard from any of them? No, you have not. Okay, I'm using this 50,000 watt blowtorch. Arturis, we would like to have you on the Captain J. Hood show. Please don't hide. We are going to put a formal request in today to get him on. Guarantee you he doesn't do it. And, and yes, yes, we are. Yes, 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 we are. And the same thing with you, Mark Eversley, who has been um, been saying nothing. Nothing. Zero. Oh, again, I'll say it. We're going to get a formal request. To, what? They're going to come in and tell us that they're not going to do anything again? We're gonna, we haven't heard from anybody in this front office since over the summer when they told us point blank, we're not going to do anything. I want it on the record. We're getting close to the all-star break here. Someone's got to say something. How many times do I have to say, Theo Epstein, the worst times. Can we get you on? Yep, just call me. We'll come on. And he'd answer everything for us or Sylvia, whoever. Yeah. Rick Hahn, he comes on. Yeah. We get him on. Yep. Ryan Poles has absolutely been way better at that mm-hmm. than his predecessor. These guys in the front office here, they're hiding. They've done no better. And some would argue worse. That's a that's a bold statement, but I can't argue it. Look at the one loss record. Look at the lack of talent on this roster. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying it's the same. It's the same that you did, you have not you did not bolster the roster. You did not add shooting here in the off season. You got an albatross of Lonzo Ball's contract. Mm-hmm. You have an expiring deal in Vucevic. Are you extending him? If you're not, then the trade's a failure. Yes. If you trade him, you better get something good back with the amount of money that you'd have to be getting back. I don't want... Here's Vooch. We'll take Russell Westbrook's deal. No. No, thanks. No, thank you. Not interested. No. Are you extending DeRozan? Because he's got one year left. So if you're not extending him, what are you doing? So since you've lost the Vucevic trade to Orlando, 
you better do something with it. Either you're going to pay him or you try to upgrade that roster. Correct. You already lost the trade. Correct. I can't defend it, right? Correct. That front office has been wildly disappointing. Having said that, you like the Bulls in the seven and a half tonight? Bulls in Paris, seven and a half. They're getting? No, they're seven and a half point favorite. Seven and a half point favorite. Uh, Buddy Bayhop's not available. Wow. <laughs> he's a, he's a move, needle mover. Uh, at games at two o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be locked in. Uh-huh. Shay. Shay, go ahead. We're out of time, Hoodie. Let's uh, go around the NFL, buddy. All right. We'll go around the national foot. I just wanted you, I want you to declare it. I just want you to just come on the air and just say that's enough. Fine. I'll start planting the flag. That's fine. That's fine. You do that anyway. You're 56. We go around the National Football League. <laughs> Times two. That's right. The Michigan. <laughs> the hard Michigan living, you see. We go around the National Football League coming up next. And don't forget, we've got deal breakers coming up at 835. Cap and Jay Hood, morning 7 to 10. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? around the National Football League on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. Hope that you have a great day on the ride in on this soggy Deal Breakers Thursday. Let's take a look at the National Football League. Here's Shay Norley. Shay? Well, let's start with the news that came out this morning. The Bills, Titans, Jags will play in London next season, and the Chiefs and Patriots will play in Germany. Hoodie, you have a gripe with this. Well, hold on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. Again, I'm not a big fan of going overseas. Like, I understand it's part of the National Football League now. You know, Roger Goodell and his infinite wisdom believes that there's going to be teams in London. That's a no shot. There will not be an NFL team in London with that crazy travel. If nothing else, they'll put another league over there. But nonetheless, the idea that you have these good teams going. I mean, God built these international games to send the Jets and the Texans. Sending the Chiefs there. Titans there, Bills, Jaguars, Patriots. Some of those teams are good. Now, you've got some insight on who some of these teams will face, right? I do. Let me find that tweet. Uh, Shay and I were looking at it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's based, on, it's based on who didn't go this the previous year. season. So the Screw one that. game the Chiefs could potentially have in Europe, the Bear. Oh, God. Bears, Chiefs. That, that might not end well. And that's going to be possible in Germany, right? Correct. All right. So what do you think, Shay? Well, it especially makes sense because I believe the NFC North plays the AFC West next season. So the Bears will play the Chiefs. Could it be in London or it'll be in Germany if it's the Chiefs? I want my aggravation around 3 o'clock, not at at 1130. Because that'll be the early game. It'll be 8 8, Oh, my God. 830, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't want my aggravation before noon. I want it around three thirty. That's what I. That's what I want. My Bears aggravation. Right. Your wife's gonna game. go. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. What are you so upset about? <laughs> We're down twenty eight to nothing <laughs> in the third quarter. <laughs> Marching upstairs. Hey, I thought you were going to watch the Bears. I saw them already. We already lost. What do you want to do today? Exactly. You want to go apple picking? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to be aggravated that early. I just um. But you have to agree with me, Shay. Don't you want you? Usually, those are the bad teams that go. You want the NFL? We'll give you the dregs of the league. Now they're getting the best, and and those teams, by the way, Cap, you can stand there and be like, you want to see that? 
But as an owner, losing one of those home games for yeah. Kansas City, that kind of sucks. I'm sure the league makes it right, though. Got so much money. Yeah. The NFL, they always make it right. That's what they're famous for. I want my money. I want it in the home stadium. I'm going over there. Chiefs kingdom. Yeah, they're, cla- they're, they're cheering for a punt, not understanding what's going on. Shay. You know what I think, Hoodie? If the Bears are in London, we should all just go. We're live. Or in Germany. If Patriots are in Munich, I'm going to Munich. Patriots are in Frankfurt, I'm going to Frankfurt. I'll go see them. So if the Bears are playing the Chiefs over there, I think we should all go to wherever they're playing in Germany. Hey, full disclosure, we're in a meeting yesterday with the whole station. Oh, God. Right? Right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, Carmen Yurk, we got plans for you guys. You're going to oh, do okay. this thing. Waddle right. and Sylvie, we've got a whole plan here right. that you're going to be. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. What about the highly rated morning show, Danny? We're going Pete? to Germany. Guess what? We're going to Germany. Get the credit card up. Craig? Yeah. I need the credit card. Business yeah. class. We're not flying coach. We're live from Hogan's Heroes. That's it. Back after this. I've seen nothing. We're <laughs> <laughs> in a station. They're all going places. Not us. Shay. Oh, we let you'll you'll start at five that day. Okay. Shay. Take that, Danny. All right. Well, uh, Brandon Staley said he never thought his job was on the line, Hoodie. He hasn't been fired. <laughs> he said he never thought he would be fired. It appears. Uh, Joe Lombardi's the sacrificial lamb over there. And they fired the linebacker coach, too, right? That's correct. Well, you know what? It was his fault. He has a better relationship with the GM than I do and than what we do. So I guess he was privy to a win or loss. Um, Then I expect the Chargers to win the game. I think I picked the Jaguars in our picks last Friday. I believe I did. But at the same time, he has a better relationship and knew whether or not he's going to keep his job or not. I just know a lot of people were disappointed in the lack of the running game in the second half. And just, of course, defensively they let down. This is supposed to be a defensive coach and their defense let down. And also Bosa let them down as well, being a knucklehead. He was a knucklehead. Very so, good. I mean, you know what, Shay? It makes sense to me. How often do we get the coach that's fired after the playoff game? Man, now, is he on a slippery slope? No question about it. No but, question. But if you're the GM, you go to the owner and say, okay, here's the deal. We could fire him. We owe him whatever we owe him. What, what does he make? Five million? Well, how are you replacing Sean Payton. How much is that? Oh, cool. $125 million for five years. Yeah, no, we'll keep Staley. I understand. Fire a couple of assistants. But let's just be careful if I'm the GM. We'd have a conversation. You still want to keep going on forward on fourth and sixth and fourth and seventh? Correct. Say Madden. You sure you want to do that? Correct. How, by the way, Shay, how, how uh, successful are you on fourth and sixth on Madden? You get, the, you get the job done, you get the first down? Hoodie, I don't play a lot of Madden, to be honest with you. It's, one of, it's like my only video game blind spot. I just don't care about Madden. When you play a football video game, you don't play any football video games? Not really, no. I understand. He's an older chap. He's an older gentleman. They cap. just aren't good. I used to play them, and they all suck now, and they just make you mad. They're all, they all suck. Is it because you, you struggle at them? Is that why they suck? No, they just are bad. They aren't real football. It's just like dumb things where you get in the weeds about Madden now. But if you play against somebody online, they all run the same play that's unstoppable because they went on some website that told them you can't beat this with any – it's just dumb. It's a dumb game. Dumb game. Madden's a dumb game. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, you'd know. Big video game Kaplan over here. What are you, are you putting, dumping 60 hours into Madden? 
No, but I used to play Madden. I used Waddle to play Madden. I used to get, that was our show prep. Yes. For years. Yes. Madden's awesome. Yeah. I loved Madden until about 2013, maybe, and then it got bad. He's an old timer. See that, Cap? Yeah. I, I still play Madden. I just think it's hard to go for fourth and sixth and fourth and seventh. I guess it's easier on the game than it is in the actual game. I know they're looking at analytics, but doesn't mean you're going to connect. That's, I know that's Staley's game, but you can't reinvent the wheel too much in the NFL. Correct. Shay. All right, Aaron Donald made some waves when he changed his Twitter bio to say former NFL defensive lineman. He's now saying he's going to play next year. So my question, what does that mean for Sean McVay? Does he go back to the Rams? Yes. For one more run. Well, he's definitely going. McVay's already said he's going back. One more run. 100%. He's in. So they're putting the band back together. And Stafford, they redid his deal. So he's locked in for two more years. You know, it's something to be said. I know people, some don't remember this, Cap, but you and I remember this. It's something to be said about a young coach that says, I think I've had enough. And we can go all the way back to uh, John Madden with that. Mm -hmm. And it was a surprise. I think we're... We're both too young to remember this. How old was Madden when he stepped down? Had to be in his 30s, right? I thought he was in his 30s. Won the Super Bowl, I'm out. But we're too young to remember the the headlines of that, of Madden, just as big, the biggest life, the big personality on the sidelines, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the striped shirt and the bad tie, and he's there, and he's just kind of like a player on the sidelines. You know, his hands moving all around, his hair is everywhere. And he goes to the booth and you say, this guy's in the prime of his career. Why would he do that, right? Yep. And the same thing here with McVeigh. Even though there's more money to be made, it's just it's interesting that people say, you know, that guy should be on television. Now, you and I have no idea whether that he'd be good on TV. But the money's there. The money's insane. Yeah. Insane. That's why coaching salaries have gone up. That's why Sean Payton's demanding $25 million a year. Yeah. So that's, that's just amazing to me. So... You know, if, if McFay goes to TV, goes to Amazon, the money's maybe better than it is for him being a head coach. Would not surprise me. But as Cap said, one more year for him yeah. at least, right? At least. All right, what else do we have around the NFL? All right, so uh, Rob Gronkowski was on with Kay Adams yesterday to talk about Aaron Rodgers saying he could win another MVP. It's something interesting to say. I, I'm totally fine with everything he said except one major part, and that's the MVP again. It's just that I think I... I think I could win another Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and, it, and then that would have been totally fine. Like, like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are I think, five times greater than a, than an MVP award. Like, we all know that you won the MVP a few times now, but like, you know, everyone would everyone would know even more how many more Super Bowls you've won than MVPs. So, thoughts from Rob Gronkowski. So, what about that, Shay? I think he's right, right? I mean, the the individual accolade, you've gotten enough of him if you're Aaron Rodgers. And he won the two straight the la- in two of the last three years. Shouldn't he be really focused on team success at this point? Couldn't disagree with you all more. The cut Aaron Rodgers has, what he said was, I can still play at an MVP level. He didn't say, my goal is to win the MVP. He said, I could play at an MVP level. He's 39 years old. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could still do this? Yes, I can play at an MVP level. And it got all twisted. I got no issues with anything that dude said. You're an Aaron Rodgers fan, right? Uh, I don't like the Green Bay Packers. I am a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you that I think that the number one thing that Aaron Rodgers should be shooting for is another championship. 
You know, we talk about how Kevin Warren talked about championships with the Bears. Rarely, if ever, hear that from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but did Rodgers not say if they're going to go through a rebuild, I'm not interested. I'm not going through a rebuild. That's saying I want to contend for the Super Bowl. I have never heard that. I, I don't know why he said that, unless it's something that he and Gutenkunz talked about. But I've never heard through Wilde from ESPN Milwaukee or any other writing that the Packers would be going through a rebuild. They never. When, they, when have they done that in the Rodgers administration? They haven't, but the question that was asked was, what would it take for you to come back? Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to go through a rebuild. I have to know we're trying to win. So They always are. Right. They, they may, he may not like the players that are brought in, but they're always trying to win. Agreed. But he just made it clear. I'm not taking a step back at 39. I want to win a Super Bowl. Okay. I have no issues with what that dude said. None. And that's around the National Football League here on ESPN 1000. Coming up in a minute, Danny's going to put money in your pocket. And then we will have Deal Breakers brought to you by SEO Level Up. Captain J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We will continue deal breakers here on ESPN 1000. Here's Shay Norley. Shay? All right, this comes from a friend uh, story I heard recently. At your wedding reception, your mother gives a speech that begins with kind words to your wife, but then goes on to talk about one of your ex-girlfriends. She says that she thought you and your ex were destined by God to end up together, and that while she's happy for your marriage, she's dismayed about who you chose to marry. Do you kick your mother out of the wedding? Oh. Read that that's one more one. time. Wow. Say it one more time. Wow, that's, that's the whole one. thing. During your mother's speech at your, at your wedding, she starts off kindly but goes on to say as she gets stuck on one of your ex-girlfriends, she says she thought you and your ex were, quote, destined by God to end up together yeah. and that while she's happy for your marriage, she's dismayed about who you chose to marry. Do you kick her out of the wedding? So you mean like have her escort? You're out. Get out of here. You know, just like in the wedding party, like she can't be there. She can't be Since you don't like who I married, should she be kicked out of the wedding party? Yeah, but if, the, if she's giving the speech, she's already there. The wedding's already happened. So are you saying that you're having her, like... Oh, this is at the dinner? At the dinner, you're saying escort her out. Get her out of here. Oh, no, no I mean, no. Mother can say whatever she wants. It's not going to ruin anything for me. But it would ruin the... It would be a big damper on the relationship going forward. You know, Cap... It wouldn't surprise me if this mother's going to say this at the wedding. I'm sure that she might have had uh, some things to say or some feelings toward this bride at some point. Right. Maybe it's expected. Maybe it's not. Of course, I'd, I'd go over there and save it. I'd just grab the mic and go, there's mom. A little bit too much wine. <laughs> so uh, have a good time. Hope you guys are enjoying everything. So long, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Something, right? Something right. to save it. That's what you would do. Yeah, yes. I could just see that. <laughs> Boy, the rosé's pouring a little strong this morning. Um, um, oh, man, a lot of mimosas. <laughs> yeah, I would not have her kicked out of the building because that would cause a real scene. An ejection. Can you right. imagine that? She's- uh, security. Get her out of here. <laughs> no, no I, I would I, not. Do I that. would not have her kicked out, Jay, but just the, I'd try to save the moment if I could with a couple of jokes. I'd have something. That is probably the best strategy. Honestly, I think I would kick my mother out. If she's standing up there disrespecting my wife, it's the wedding day. you got to prioritize the wife. Listen, Mom, 
thanks for everything. Get out. Get no. out. Get Go out. to the hotel. Yeah, he, listen, Mom, the, the martini's a little strong. Go to the hotel. <laughs> it's done. It's done for the night. Thank you. Goodbye. Get out. Can you believe that? No that, way. That's how Shay would do it, but I would not. I would try to save the moment. But we'd have a conversation. We'd have speaks. What are you doing? Yeah. You may not like her, but she's my wife. You got a problem with it? Deal with it. And that's not a deal breaker, but definitely a conversation. And that is Deal Breaker is brought to you by SEO Level Up here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Stan Van Gundy, longtime former NBA coach, about uh, 11, 12 jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he's done. Maybe he's out of his system now. I would think. Good God almighty. (laughs) Jeez. I don't think you're very good. You're fired. Get out of here, Stan. So now he's working for Turner. Mm -hmm. And he tweeted this, Cap. It says, 90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. They practiced more often and harder and played more back-to-backs. Teams now have a huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice. Yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working. Would you agree with that statement, by the way? Okay, because it is true. You and I can watch an NBA game and we see the head coach, three assistants, and then there's this row, this army of people behind this coaching staff. Correct. A whole bunch of people, right? Right. He's a trainer. He's the stretch guy. He's the shooting. It's unbelievable. So he says something's not working. How is it that you just had one guy, one trainer, one strength and conditioning person, but yet you have all these injuries are up? Kevin Durant responds and says, Stan spitting. Stan spitting. Stan Van Gundy replies and says, no, I'm not criticizing players. I'm just saying that we're getting something wrong about how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about these injuries like yours. Yeah, he fell on your leg. But all of these groin, hamstring injuries, etc., shouldn't be happening as much as they are. And Kevin Durant replied, no, Stan, I agree with you. He's spitting, spitting facts. So as you speak, Jive, spitting spit means? Spitting means he's spitting the truth. See, you know that. Yes. As a basketball guy. Correct. You've been around so much basketball that you picked up on the lingo. Correct. And this thing has been said publicly, Catholic League. You've been around basketball, so you hear the, the latest things. Correct. Even you, away from the game, knows if, he's, if Kevin Durant tweets Stan Spitten, you mess, he's spitting true truth. The facts, yeah. And Stan says, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not criticizing the players. I'm just saying that we got to get something. I agree with you, Stan. Stan didn't know the difference between I, the two. I remember the <laughs> first time I went into a gym, and I'm like, who's that kid? And some player that I knew said, that kid's a bitch. And I said, he's a what? Yeah. He goes, that means he's good. Oh. Okay, I learned one. That was 40 years ago. Yes. <laughs> I like the idea that Kevin Durant's like, yeah, you know what? You're right, man. It used to be back in the day much simpler. We didn't have as many injuries. He's spitting right now. And Stan's like, no, no, I, I don't mean. I, I'm not criticizing the today's play. Uh, Stan, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm saying, I agree. Yes. So Cap does speak jive. Yes. And Stan 100%. does not. Yeah, and and he's exactly correct. <laughs> it's the same thing in pitching. Go back and look. Fergie Jenkins every year, 275 to 320 innings. Now. <laughs> 180 and you're a horse. More injuries? <laughs> oh, man. It's just amazing. It's funny. Coming up in two minutes, we have a question about Justin Fields. Stay by your listening device as we talk Bears with you on Cap and J Hood. Two minutes.